PK and me for the house, but just, it's just good to be in the house of the Lord. I was so thrilled to see Linda today. We got to pray with her, and God raised her up and walked in. I'm like, Linda! <laughs> it was awesome. Um, uh, Pastor Kim and I, we got, we got moved, and uh, that's always fun. How many love to move? Yeah, it tests your faith when you move, doesn't it? Help me, Jesus. Uh, but anyway, we're, we're completely moved in, not completely moved out of boxes, but we are moved in, uh, very thrilled with what the Lord has done. But thank you for your prayers. Uh, part is, but uh, the ending part is good. So we're, we're happy with that. We want to welcome you today. Let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for coming in. As Caitlin said, if you're a guest today, we want to give you a shirt. There's no cost for that. We just want to give it to you. And uh, just, you know, it is kind of our tagline, live life on purpose, because so many times in life, don't we just kind of go through the motions, but God has a purpose for you. You discover that purpose as you was. God has a purpose. And we want you to know that we're going to help you discover that purpose as you walk with us down this faith journey here at TLC. We want to welcome you today. The message I have today is, is simply called this, the difference, just called the difference. And if we're believers, we're Christians, you know, Christian, Christ is in that word, and we are followers of Jesus, we want to have a good life. We want to do the right thing. We want to honor God. We want to live in peace and harmony with everybody. And, and that's sometimes, you know, that's not going to happen because not everybody has your views. Not everybody believes in God. All of those things we understand. But life itself will bring questions. Why did this happen? Or how do I get through this? What am I to do with this? Or how do I respond to this? I didn't expect this, so what do I, what do I say? What do I do? How do I act? Sometimes they're very simple. What do I eat? What do I drink? Some places say, on a certain day, you can't have this, or you can't have that, or, or whatever, or you can't eat this kind or that kind. You can't watch this. You can't cuss or chew or go out with people that do. You can't do whatever. You know, I mean, there's all these rules. Who you spend time with and, and what happens if you spend time with the wrong crowd? What happens if you spend time with the right crowd? What do you wear? Is this too tight? Is this too loose? Do I look jakey? I mean, you know, sometimes we, we wear stuff and we don't understand that the clothes makes a statement because they're designed for a certain type of who wants to wear that type of clothes. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, how many knows there's different hats? You can wear a different hat and how you wear it. Some hats have bills that are different and they say something else if you wear that hat like, yeah, whatever. You know. So what do we do? How do we? I mean, you know, here's a decision. Should you root for the Browns or the Steelers today? I mean, who? What a revolting development. I should have Tom come up here and model his shirt. He's got a brown shirt on just to, to tell you that. But I mean, God is not the author of confusion. And he's not looking at you or me with condemnation because obviously we need to, there has to be something that we can do to go, what's the difference? What, what differentiates between a believer and someone who's just walking through life? 
There should be a difference, my friend. There should be something that points differently to you than somebody that doesn't know Jesus. There are two facts. God has given us his word, and he's given us his Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. Those two facts right there will change your life. Using these weapons, we, we can make decisions with confidence. Sometimes people say, well, how did you do that? You know what? I just followed God. That's it. I knew what he told me to do. I did it. That doesn't always happen because I don't always do that right. So I have to learn just like all of us. But I mean, it's literally just saying, okay. And I mean, if I was talking to Pastor Gary right now, he said, well, you're going to have to walk that out. You know what he's saying? You're going to have to listen. You're going to have to keep your ear to the track. You're going to have to do what he says and walk it out. But if we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, if we are believers, if we are Christians, and before this is over, if you're not, you're going to say, I want that. I'll show you how to get it. It's free. We have knowledge given to us by his word. We have his spirit that helps tell us, don't do this, do that. Marry this person, buy that, sell that, do whatever. I mean, you are alive today because God has a plan. And then we have our acts of obedience, and that makes us different. It's one thing to say, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, but you got to have the fruit from it. It doesn't mean that we'll be perfect, but it does mean if we do those two things, if we just listen to God, follow his spirit, use his word, we can have victory. If you ask yourself this, well, I don't know, should I or shouldn't I? You know, there's a lady on an airplane, and she had her Bible. She sat next to a guy that didn't believe in God. And she was reading her Bible during the flight, and he said, you believe that stuff? She said, I do. He said, every word? She said, yes. He said, do you believe that guy got swallowed by a whale? She said, I do. He said, what if he didn't? She said, the Bible says he did. He said, what if when you get to heaven, he's not there? You can't ask him. She said, well, where you're going, you can ask him then. She believes every word. We have to understand. We have to make decisions that say, God, what do you want me to do? So here's, I'm going to give you four questions you can ask yourself. Four things that you can quiz yourself to go, you know, what's the difference? What do I do? Here's our first one. Does it line up with the word? Does it line up with the word? What you're looking at, the question that is in front of you, does it line up with the word of God? If it goes out of the bounds of the word of God, don't do it. This is obviously first place for the believer when deciding something's right or wrong. It's the Bible. The Bible is very clear. This is good. This is bad. This is plain. This is black. This is white. But it's also something that sometimes we just look at very quickly. And I think God wants us to take a little more time than just a quick glance. Look at the verse before the verse that you grab. Look at the verse after the verse that you grab. What's the chapter meaning? What's the book about? What is going on? Sometimes believers, Christian, or even people that really don't know God, they'll grab something and they'll use it. 
but they'll use it out of context. What was that meaning in there? So it's, it's nice to know what the word is trying to say. We've all sent up flare prayers. You know what those are? God, please hear my prayer. Oh. And we have those. And there's nothing wrong with that, because sometimes I think you need to do that. You cry out to the Lord, he answers. But we have to have some grounding. If we look at the word and we study it over time as a whole, we can understand what these verses mean or what they were trying to say, and we can apply those to our life. We can find what their actual meaning is. Some people just try to manipulate the Bible to just mean what, and it's been abused. Name it and claim it and blab it and grab it and, and all of that. But there's always balance in the word of God. We have a tendency because we're human, we want to react. When we, we read the word from our mind, what's the Holy Spirit? What is God's, in your spirit is connected to God, your spirit and his spirit. What is, what is the Holy Spirit in you saying? Not what you are saying. Does that make sense? Because sometimes it can be a good thing. It may not be a God thing for you. So it doesn't mean that you couldn't do it, but maybe it's not what you... How many have ever had the time where you've just said, it's just hard. There's times when we were in ministry, I, I had really a hard time saying no. Now, you know, you have kids, it's fun to say, Dad, can I have? No. Dad, can I stay? No. It's easier now. But back in the day, they were really little, you know, but people would just say, hey, PB, could you, could you come with me and could you help me do this? Could you come over here? Could you do this? Could you do, you know, whatever? And I would just say, yeah, sure. And I, we would have stuff scheduled. I would move everything. I'd try to pack it in. I'd help as many people as I could. Sometimes I didn't get home till late. And it was hurting my relationship with Kim and it was, I was losing some time with my kids. And, I, and she'll tell you, my kids and her are outside of God are number one in my life. I loved coming home to my kids. I played with them every day. And sometimes I got home and they were already in bed. And they would say, will you make sure daddy comes in? You know, and I would come in. Sometimes they would whisper to me, hi, daddy. And they'd go back to sleep. And then I'd be like, I missed it. So it doesn't necessarily mean helping people's bad. Obviously not. But there's got to be limits if God is saying, listen, here's your priority. You can help them, but you have to schedule this. I scheduled things. We had dates. I canceled our date to help other people. See, I'm not such a great guy. Nope. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you sure aren't. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I had to learn from that. And, and so I had to start saying, okay, this can't keep going because it was affecting other things. So just getting from, well, I just feel obligated. I feel like I need to. I need to say, you know what? I can't. I've got some other appointments. I can't do that that day. Maybe we can schedule it another time, and I could make it work, but it couldn't be always at the drop of the hat. I want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. I want to do what the Word says, and, and God in His Word says that my family is first priority, Him and then my family. So it's got to stay in those bounds. You have to look to the Word of God. Not what other people say is right and wrong. What does God say? Not what other people say, what does God say? Not what you remember growing up, this is the way it's always been. What does the word say? What is God telling you? Acts 5.29, Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. John 14.21 says, those who accept my commandments and obey them, that's really key, 
and obey them are ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. So obeying the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, he starts revealing himself to you. He starts saying, That's, you know, let me show you something else. You know, those kind of things. And there's a lot of opinions. Everybody's got an opinion. We all got one. Wisdom seeks the counsel of wise believers and those that are in authority. People that you know are walking with God. You see fruit in their life. If you need some questions or, or maybe just some wisdom, ask those to those people. Wisdom is in the counsel of many. Don't ask someone who doesn't have any children how to raise children. Don't ask someone who's been married 42 times. Hey, how do you do a successful marriage? I'm just saying. Doesn't mean that God doesn't love them and doesn't mean that maybe they finally figured it out after 42 times, but that's probably not who I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask the person that's been married to the same person or due to circumstances, but they're, you know, it might be a second marriage, but they, you know, they found Jesus or whatever and God put them together, but they, they've lasted the test of time. Come on, somebody. I don't, God is bigger than, you know, if you've been remarried again and God has put you together, that's awesome. You can still ask those. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying people that walk with God, that's what I'm saying. Ask those people. Proverbs 20:18. plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without wise advice. You know, we're at war right now, spiritually. What's going on in our nation Sometimes we decide things based on our own personal struggles or our own convictions. And we can't confuse personal conviction, I'm going to say this twice, for scriptural accuracy. Don't confuse personal conviction for scriptural accuracy. What do you mean? I mean, if God is saying this and you just have a personal conviction, I understand personal conviction. Does it line up with the word? Does it line up with what God is saying? It has to line up with the word. That is all I'm trying to tell you. Just because you feel a certain way, but if the word is contrary to how you feel, are you going to go with your feelings or are you going to go with the word? Maybe you just need some light on what God is talking about. So spend some regular time with God in the word, with an open heart and a mind ready to listen let the Holy Spirit lead you in whatever you are praying and believing God about and for, and get wise counsel to help lead you in truth. Hang out with people that hang out with Jesus. There's other people that may condemn you or make you feel guilty about living for God because you have convictions. Don't let that bother you. Not, now I'm not talking about emotions. I'm talking about convictions. I'm talking about, you already know, this is what God says, I'm, this is my stance on this, I can't, I can't veer off of this. That's a conviction. But if people are giving you a hard time, maybe they say they're a believer, I'm just saying, then they're not listening to God, they're not operating by the Spirit of God. And I said this last week, and I'm going to say it today, I'm, I'm not trying to make enemies, I'm going to tell you my personal conviction, but I do believe that it lines up with the word. Today is the 31st, correct? Years ago when our kids were little, and Mallory, well, Mallory and Zach, Sam wasn't around yet, 
on nights like, I don't know if tonight is the night they trick-or-treat or if they did that last night or whatever. There's a whole meaning behind all of that. And I know I'm on live. I know that. I'm just saying. There's people, and I might get people, oh, it's, it doesn't mean anything. I beg to differ. So I think you should just be aware of, of what the celebration of Halloween is about and children spiritually and all that. I'm, we may talk about it here in a second, but what we did in our family, people used to give us a hard time because we celebrate, we started celebrating Christmas on that night. Because <laughs> that's right. Ours is up in our. But I'll tell you what was happening is Mallory was looking outside. And there back in that day was the day of Michael and Freddy Krueger and I don't know, you know. And she was like, what? You know, and there was no peace coming from any of that. And you might say, well, I, we don't dress them scary and all that. I get it. I'm just telling you, our stance is just like, there's so much more to celebrate than that. So we just don't. Now, that's my personal conviction. You online or whatever, you can have a difference of opinion. I respect that. I don't agree with it, but I respect it. So we're good. Here's, <laughs> all right. Now, if, if you're doing something that's, that's wrong, I mean, it's, it's clearly wrong, and somebody comes up and says, I want to point this out to you, this is wrong, and they're a brother or sister in the Lord, then, um, they're, and they're doing it in love the best they can, then you need to receive that, look at what they're talking about, and make changes if needs to be. But their, their heart would be, I would think, to help you, not to hurt you. Number two, uh, so first, is, does, does it line up with the word? Number two, does it honor God? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's Psalm 111.10. That means if we're not thinking about pleasing God, if we're not thinking about what God says about the matter, then we're not really operating in wisdom. If we don't care of what the Lord feels about this, of what his word says, we are not being wise A.W. Tozer said, if Jesus is not Lord at all, he's not Lord at all. If he's not Lord of all your life, then he's really not Lord, is he? Colossians 3.23 says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. So whatever we do, whether we're doing this or doing that, whether you're the president of the United States, not really going to go there, but let's just say you were a good one. You need to do it as of unto the Lord. That office is not being filled as unto the Lord at this time. So what I'm saying is, as of unto the Lord, no matter what you're doing, do it not unto men, but as of unto the Lord. God is calling you and I to be set apart. You cannot have one foot in the world and one foot. You can't be a fence rider. People have to know what you believe. And if you want to use words, that's fine, but they should see it in your lifestyle. Not just for your own blessing, but as a witness for the kingdom of God. Here's number three. The difference, whatever you're deciding, does it open the door to the enemy? Some things may seem harmless. Again, let's go back. We want to talk about Halloween, but I'm not really going to expound on that. But still, does it open the door to the enemy? The devil prowls around like a lion roaring to seeking somebody to devour. That's 1 Peter 5, 8. What's he looking for? I'm telling you what he's looking for. He's looking for an open door. 
It doesn't have to be wide open. It doesn't have to be blaring. It doesn't have to be just kicked wide open. He's looking for the smallest crack. He can do his work in a small crack. I didn't mean that the way that sounded. But he's looking for an open door. This is why Paul said everything is permitted, but not everything is beneficial. 1 Corinthians 10.23 says, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for me. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. If you can give the devil any room in your life, if you want to give fear some room in your life, it's going to take more than just a little bit because it wants a lot. If you want to give uh, lying in your life, it's going to take more because it wants more from you. Doubt, bitterness, sexual temptation, anything else that's not in God's will, it wants an open door. Don't give it that. Don't have anything to do with it. Let the Lord lead you and tune into the spirit of God that's inside of you and allow him to bring small corrections in your life. Have you ever watched something that you saw before you were saved and it wasn't necessarily a bad movie and six months later you're like, hey, let's watch this movie and you watch it and then you go, I don't like this like I did anymore. What's I'll tell you what that is. It's God inside you that's changing you and, and the old has passed away and new things are coming and things that didn't bother you before because God's spirit, it, it's like, I don't like that now because you're changing. Maybe the devil will tell you just little things. Has God ever told you little things? Maybe you're fasting or something and, and God, I mean, you didn't want to fast. I don't know anybody that likes to fast going without food for a spiritual purpose. I don't know anybody, you know, we like the spiritual purpose part, but we like food. But what if, you know, sometimes, like your favorite food. I know before, my wife, she loves, anybody like sweets? She likes certain kinds. And, and, and sometimes you just like those, like right after you eat something, you just want something. And there's been times where the Lord has told her, like, I, I need you just to, I, I want you just to fast that. Now, it didn't bother me. But, you know, she had to be like, maybe God's going to tell you something. And then, you know, then she would do that and be obedient and God would give her whatever she was asking for. The question would be answered or whatever she was seeking him for. Maybe God's going to say, hey, I want you to lay off pop. I'm not telling you Drinking pop is wrong, so please don't give me any mail about diet pop, regular pop, whatever. I'm just giving you examples. Because I'll get people, Mountain Dew's from God. <laughs> now they've got Mountain Dew zero sugar. <laughs> I told Kim, I said, I think that's just marketing. Isn't that just diet Mountain Dew with something else? I mean, just saying, now it's not diet, it's just zero sugar. But maybe not, I don't know. But maybe, you know, there's, there's things that you can do if you're saying to God, God, I, I need you to help me do this. And, you know, and he says, okay, quit drinking pop if you're wanting to lose weight, you know, because there's so much sugar in pop. That's just the fact. And so some people have cut out pop and they, they started losing weight because they were drinking so much. Maybe he's telling you maybe, you know, don't, don't eat pepperoni pizza at midnight, three nights a week. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, whatever he's telling you. Don't watch certain TV shows that grieve your spirit. Don't watch those if that bothers you or, or what God is saying. You know, if it's something that 
is contrary to the word, then, then ask the Lord. You don't have to watch it. Maybe he's telling you to hang out with different friends. That's kind of tough. It doesn't mean you, you know, you sell out to people and people are like, I, I'm not allowed to hang out with you. <laughs> people will get offended over that if you handle it that way. It just means you just may have to be busy a little bit more. It doesn't mean that you, like, I can't talk to you, I can't. But who you hang out with is who you become like. Maybe they aren't so good influence. Maybe you're impressionable. And, you know, but it, it works the other way. If you hang out with people that are, that are going after God, then you'll have a tendency to like, I like that. And you'll do that as well. Maybe God will encourage you to start a small group, volunteer at the food pantry, or, or start getting involved here at TLC. Whatever it is, he wants to tell you something, but we need to take the time to listen. And whatever he tells you, it's always for your good. It's always to promote you. It's never to condemn you. It's always to make you better. That's what the Lord does. He will lead you into truth and victory. That's what he does. Now, just because somebody else is doing something doesn't mean you have to do it. Some people are like, I can't, I, I'm a vegan, I, I, don't eat, I don't feel I can eat meat. I just, you don't have to do that. But if that's their conviction, that's fine. If that's what the Lord's telling them, I can't find that where that's wrong, but it's not wrong to eat meat either. So I'm just going to respect that, and I probably would not grab a steak when I'm out to eat with them, unless they're like, go ahead and get what you want. Great. You know what I'm saying? So just listen to the Lord and honor what he's telling you. Don't make another person's choice your choice. Ask God. I don't know if I need to say that again, but just ask God. Don't be ruled by your emotions. Be ruled by the word of God. Your spirit is attached to him. Here's our last one for uh, this morning. <clears throat> Does it make a good witness? Is what you're looking at deciding, would the difference make a good witness? We're believers, we're Christians, we're called to stand out into a dark world. We should be the ones that are kind when others are cursing. We should be the ones with a good report when others have a negative report. We should be the ones who stay married forever. That's our mindset. That's our heart. Raise respectful children, use our money wisely, and are known for kindness and wisdom and generosity. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion, who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, and then you won't become weary and give up. Man, that's a huge thing right there. But I want you to think about this. People are struggling now more than ever. There's so much stuff going on. Kim and I personally know people that we knew that are now with Jesus due to COVID and all of the things that are going on. There are people that are very scared. There are people that are just in fear. Every day, more and more seem to be desperate. Now, I'm going to change i'm not sitting here singing oh woe is me or here's the blues 
But they're looking, listen to what I'm saying, they're looking for a small amount of light. If I turned all this light out, if I turned everything out in this room, everything out, and I told Tom, light a match, everybody would see the match. It would be the littlest light in here. Or if a firefly flew in here, we would all be like, oh my goodness, look. Because that's what light does. It dispels darkness. And the world today is looking for people like you and like me that will just be the light. That will just be the small light. You don't have to, you know, say, oh, you know, you got to be great. You know what? Jesus is the great one. You are the light they're looking for, Matthew 5, 14 and 16. This is what it says. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. They give light to everyone in the house. They give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Let your light shine before men so that they can see and praise God for what you're doing. Being the light of the world means there are deeds that match up. They, they see. Now, you don't just say it. You show it. There are deeds that match up. Philippians 2, 14 and 15, and the NIV says it this way. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you can become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. We are supposed to shine like stars. We're supposed to be like in the night sky. We just moved to the country. It's dark in the country. It's different than dark in the city. I mean, in the country, there's parts around our house you go, how many fingers am I holding up? I don't know. I can't see them. Because it's dark. But if you look up at the sky, you can see the stars. Everyone knows the stars are shining in the sky. I don't have to tell them that. They don't know Jesus. I can tell them, hey, do you know what a star is? My little grandson. Nor! Nor! He loves stars. He'll look at me and be telling me and grandma, there's stars. There's stars. There's a star. We went into his house the other day. He's got a star on his tree. and he's Stars. Yeah, but we've got Stars. Even if it's a cloudy night and you can't, now we know this, if you can't see them, you still know they're there. There's just stuff stopping them from shining. You see, people don't need convincing. What they need is to see the light in your life. People need the proof of God in your life. I they need to see that your life is different than what they're looking at now. They need to see something besides fear, something besides COVID. Something, they need somebody that says Jesus is bigger. There's so many things happening in our world right now. And if you watch the news, they don't give you a great report. It's just like, ooh, they always say, something, well, today it's going to be worse. But thank God I'm looking at overcomers. Thank God that Jesus is greater as he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm more than a conqueror. I am the head, not the tail. I can do all things, all things, all things through Christ. 
I am the healed of the Lord. Any sickness, any disease, any virus that touches my body dies instantly because Jesus is Lord. If you name something, there'll be people because of some things I said today, they'll be offended. Well, my kids participate in Halloween. That's your own call. You do it however you want. I don't live in your house. It's okay. I'm not going to condemn you for that's not my call. I'm just telling you my conviction. Because most of that, really, and I'm not saying that man hasn't put some things. I'd have to have a purpose. If I'm doing it, I'm doing it with a purpose. I'm handing out a track, or if they're coming to the house, and I'm going to, do, I'm going to, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, I get that, but if I'm just going to participate to play along in the holiday, I'm not going to do that. People get offended, and they want to make sure the world knows when they get offended. Under the guise of venting. And they do that on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They can make fun of, they can get really bold behind a keyboard. They can question, they can say whatever they want. If people don't agree with them, they can flat out blast, name call, they can do whatever. Abuse anybody with an opposing view. And really, there are Christians that are just as guilty as people that don't know Jesus. We have to watch that. Here's the thing, my friend, the difference. We're supposed to be different, period. We are supposed to be different. We live in a world that doesn't have that. I went up to a lady one time just to ask. This has been years ago. We were on staff. I was going to help her put her grocery. It was bad weather, and she was older. Um, I'm going to say mid-70s, and I wanted to help her. Her groceries looked like she was having trouble. The wind was blowing. I went to help her. She thought I was going to take her groceries. And I was trying to convince her, ma'am, I just want to help you put them in your car. She was telling me, like, you get away. Well, she was kind of like, you get away. So I was like, okay, you know, all right, sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. We have to be different. We are supposed to be the light. We're supposed to be the ones helping rescue others. They need to see you and go, how did that happen? I mean, this is, how did it happen? I'm seeing this everywhere, but how is this happening for you? It is the kingdom of God. It is by the grace of God. It is the blessing of the Lord. We are supposed to be the ones rescuing people from the darkness. Man, I feel that so strong. There's, the world is dark. There needs to be lights. We are the epistles, the lights of God that are, that are sent out to show them Jesus is real. Jesus still heals today. Jesus still delivers today. Demons still flee today. People need to know that God said the blood is still working today. It's time for you and I to step into the light. Rub our eyes and recognize the season. Yes, we're coming up to Jesus as a reason for the season, but Jesus is the reason, period. Don't fret over the culture. Understand you're here for a reason. You have a mission. You have an assignment. And God always funds his assignments. God is in the people business. 
And it's time for you and I, we get to work on, on the behalf of the kingdom. Whether we like it or not, everything we say or do sends a message. Probably more of what we do than what we say. But again, they have to line up. You don't have to be perfect. I'm not trying to put pressure on you. I'm telling you to be a light. People out there, they don't, if you say you're a believer, they'll automatically say hypocrite. Because we don't line up with what we do and what we say. It's all taken as judgment. And they don't walk that same road. And, and it, you have to be the difference. Ask yourself this if you're looking to try to decide what to do about something. What would be the difference? If you do this, whatever that is, how many would like to go back and change things? <laughs> Man, if I could go back and change some stupid, idiotic things that I've done, I would do it in a heartbeat. But my friend, I rest in the blood. I can't go back. So if you do this, is this a good witness to the world? Are you representing Jesus as you should? Are you honoring what he has put together for you? Every day is full of choices. You're saved by grace. I don't have to work to maintain you know, to get to heaven because I'm saved by grace. Jesus did all that. I don't have to impress people by trying to tell them how holy I am. That doesn't come off well, does it? That's not God's way either. He just wants you to live it. Just remember this. If you've got to spout about how great you are, it's not the whistle that pulls the train. Let's do this. Let's draw near to God. Seek to, to live the way that pleases him. We are precious in his sight. That's the difference. Bow your heads, close your eyes.